0: Their brewers don't have beards. It's weird. Is that even a thing?
1: Welcome to another episode of the Brent, Bill, and Beer Podcast, a podcast for the folks out there who love corgis and beer. I'm Brent. And I'm Bill. And Bill, what beer did you bring for us to drink today?
0: Uh, today we're going to have a few beers from Hoppin' Frog, but the mm. first one is Out of Kilter We Heavy Scotch Style Red Ale.
1: Scotch style.
0: Yeah, it's a hefty beer. It's about 8.2%, so it'll, good thing we're splitting it right now you to said, begin. Yeah, and
1: you said that we had a few of these, so we yeah. might be in for... For uh, a ride here, I haven't had many Scott style ales or red ales uh, or wee heavy. So really? we, yeah, I was about to say we've we've kind of hit the trifecta of beer descriptors that I have not really drank a yeah. lot. So that's probably
0: for my own good. Yeah, I mean, our listeners that want to see this, it's pretty cool. If you look up the beer on like Google or something, the can is like the plaid, like that's kind of like Irish kilt almost. The uh, the, kilt. the tartan, yeah, yeah, but. It has the the frog on it with its bagpipes and everything. It's it's just kind of fun. Yeah. So if we start, if we
1: sound better than in our first episode, it's because we finally went and got some better mics. So hopefully, going into the future, we're going to to sound better. We need to because we had a listener apparently in Germany. So <laughs> so we are now an international podcast. So yeah, we needed to we needed to update our our microphone setup. So.
0: Hopefully we sound better now. And we'll keep trying stuff as we go along, so bear with us for our first couple episodes while we're messing around with audio quality, and feel free to reach out with feedback on what you like and what you don't. Yeah, this is definitely just a grand experiment. So uh, what we thought, you know,
1: first episode did a bunch of top fives, that kind of stuff, and that was just for folks to get to know the two of us, but I think today we're going to, I guess, start our experiment of what's this podcast about? And I guess what we're doing, uh, Bill's idea was to
0: to highlight a brewery, right? Yeah. So what, what brewery are we highlighting? Well, we are going to be talking about Hop and Frog Brewery. Mm-hmm. And they're out of Akron, Ohio. Came into being in 2006. Huge variety of beers, all particularly higher ABV, which is a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. But they are particularly known for their stouts, which we will get to on a little later. They distribute to 22 states and 38 countries all around the world, and they've had 23 award-winning beers from the Great American Beer Fest and World Beard Cup. Beard Cup, World Beer Cup. <laughs> beard, beard would make sense it would. Uh, at least with the two well, of us. But their brewers don't have beards. It's weird. Can, oh, man, can is we, that even a thing? I don't know. It's it's definitely a, something <laughs> special, something unique. But they also have various other awards from other festivals all around the world. Uh, just to give an idea of some of this, they have a beer called Pentuple that is a strong Belgian ale that comes in at 15.1% and one gold of the Great American Beer Fest. Their Frage klaus is a Swiss-style celebration lager that sits at 13.5%. It got bronze at the Great American Beer Fest. And the barrel-aged variant got gold at the Australian International Beer Awards. Their flagship beer is called Boris. Mm-hmm. Boris the Crusher, oatmeal imperial stout. It comes in at 9.4%. It got silver at the Australian Beer Awards and gold at the Great American Beer Fest. So, I mean, they've got some really cool and big things. Uh, they're also super storied on rate beer. Uh, they've been the in the top 100 breweries in the world for what is it now, 14 years, six of those years, they've been in the top 25. They peaked out at having the 17th best brewer in the world. They were multiple time winners of breast, breast, best brewer in Ohio. <laughs> but so best brewer in Ohio and best Taproom in Ohio multiple times. Uh, they've had the best beer in Ohio multiple times with Boris Doris, barrel Doris, Rocky Mountain Doris, and Barrel-Edge Taurus. And their infusion, a peanut butter chocolate coffee porter was in the top 15 porters in the world in 2016. So, very notable brewery. Very huge. Definitely
1: one that, if you haven't tried, you should definitely try them out. I mean, yeah, I, I looked on their website. They they said currently they're they're the 26th best brewery in the world, according to uh, Rape Beer's Top 100 list, right out of Akron, Ohio, so mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta stop by, but I guess what I'm what I'm curious about. I have been drinking Hop and Frog for a while. My parents love that brewery. They always stop by. I think they even have some sitting in the fridge right now. You know, they always have all the different. You you named a bunch of the ones yeah. that I've had, right? Boris, Doris, Taurus. I don't think I've had Chorus. That sounds yeah, it's rough. It's like seventeen percent or yeah, something that's, up there. It's wild. That might be a little too much for for even I. But a but something I haven't done, despite having all of these, you know hop and frog beers and loving everything that they make is I have, I have never actually gone to the brewery. My parents have gone multiple times. So I guess how did you find out about hop and frog?
0: Well, I am from Ohio so like it's and I grew up about a half hour 45 minutes outside of Akron so not too far away. Mm-hmm. And I've been working in the the food industry for 16 years now. I've been working behind bars for over 10 years so like I've gotten to enjoy beer coming from the distributors. Mm-hmm. And we got a beer one time randomly on tap called Turbo Shandy mm-hmm. which is their take on a traditional shandy but it's 7% alcohol. So going along with their theme of we're going to knock you on your ass. High ABVs. See, I don't know if I
1: don't get me wrong. I like a seven percent alcohol beer. I have no problem with that. I guess what I'm curious about is you said it was a shandy. Mm-hmm. See, that kind of beer, I want to be able to crush that. Oh, right? you you could still crush it. It just won't well, necessarily
0: end up the best. Yeah, you, but it just I will struggle at work yeah. the following day and and that kind of thing. But like it's it was delicious and found it at a uh, like at the bar I was working at then. Mm-hmm at a, the local craft beer bar there too. And a buddy and I decided that we were going to drive out to Akron, go to Hoppin' and Frog and Thirsty Dog Brewing Uh-huh. and checked it out. And it, it was, it's great. It's so cool. There's so many different beers they offer. It's just in this like really industrial area. Like you have to kind of go through this like gravel lot that's taking you kind of into like this warehouse looking area. But so I guess,
1: yeah. So once again, yeah. I might be very similar to other folks that, are potentially listening mm-hmm. uh, to this. So I have never gone. So what
0: is it like when when you show up? Just, you know. Yeah. So it's just this, I mean, you don't get to actually see the brewing facility. It's in a separate section of uh-huh. this essentially industrial park. Mm-hmm. But you do get to walk into the tap room. There's a giant like U-shaped bar, a few tables. By a few, I mean probably about 12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's fairly decently sized. They have a patio as well. Really nice kitchen. I was actually just there a couple weeks ago, so that's where I got some of this stuff that we're going to have today. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't offer beer flights. However, they sell their beer in either 5-ounce pours, 8-ounce pours, okay. or pints.
1: I I love that. I get so—well, no, I won't say mad. But <laughs> it's—if if you go somewhere and you ask, like, do you do flights? And this happened to me in Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the brewery. Maybe we'll talk about—I'll go on a rant about it another time in more detail. But— I asked if they do flights, and they said no. And then you just assume that you must then serve four or five mm-hmm. ounce pours instead, or something. It's like no, we only do. Uh, I think they did. I think they did half pints. I might be wrong. Mm. It might have been full pints. And I'm when you're in Portland, Maine, that's it's a beer mecca. You know, you just yeah. you want to sample as many beers mm-hmm. as you can. And the fact that they only had, and they said the reason why is just because people steal the glass like glasses. Yeah, yeah. so. I don't know if that's the reason well, why you do one at a time. Um, not there. Uh, they do a
0: lot of it to control the ABV you're drinking.
1: Also, so, that makes sense for Hop and Frog. <laughs> so, like, your
0: 15 plus percenters are only available in five ounce pours, but you're paying like six fifty seven bucks for this five ounce pour. Right. Like Hop and Frog's price, but I mean, you're obviously getting the great quality there. Yeah. And the like the logo work is great. Everything's cool about it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they generally have like just about 15 different beers on tap. Mm-hmm with probably about half of them being stouts. Mm-hmm. One time I was there, there were only two beers that were under 10%. Like, that's that's where you could get oh in trouble. But if you make your way out to Akron, the, the brewery seems amazing out there. Mm-hmm. But get a hotel, have a ride, enjoy a few beers, and check it out. Oh, that's
1: that sounds like fun. I guess, so, just to make sure that something I claimed in the last episode is that when you go to a brewery, it... What might make going to one brewery better than another one is like the storyline. And I think, you know, something that's synonymous to me for why that is, is, um, oh, you know, like you don't go to, let's say you're a Cavs fan. Mm -hmm. You don't go to a Cavs game to go watch the Cavs. You can do that Mm -hmm. on TV, right? You're going for for an experience and those kinds of elements. So likewise, for a brewery, I've only ever had their beer you know, at yeah. my parents' house or or when they come mm-hmm. visit here and stuff like that. So what is it for you? I don't know if you want to make it a list of things or that. Oh, that man. if you go, it sounds like it's a long list. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if I go there, what is it that's different about that you think? Where I should hop in a car and go to Akron to hop and Frog.
0: All right. So, I mean, obviously with like all the accolades that we listed on its own, gives you just a general idea of the quality of beer you can get. With us being in West Virginia, they don't distribute here. Right. So, I mean, you can't get it here. Sure. You could just cross the border into Ohio and get it. Mm -hmm. But at the brewery itself, they have a lot of, I mean, the brewery exclusives on their own are great. Some of the beers that you'll get there with that are okay. Others are phenomenal. And the mm-hmm. ones that are phenomenal typically kind of find their way into the seasonal rotation, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Like when I mentioned that Infusion A, peanut butter, chocolate, coffee, porter earlier, that was in the top 15 porters in the entire world according to Great Beer. I remember when that was an experiment. Mm-hmm. The tap room exclusive, and I got it on tap because they had Infusion A and Infusion B. I don't remember what Infusion B is, uh-huh. but this beer was phenomenal. Now it's available in four packs, but I digress. <laughs> they also have a gigantic Selection of bottles and cans that you can buy to go that they don't distribute, which is gotcha. really huge, uh, including vintages of their Boris, Doris, Taurus, and Chorus, which is their regular stout, double stout, triple stout, quadruple. Well, and stout. that's
1: that's pretty apparent because you know a lot of the beers that you brought that we'll we'll try later today I've never even heard of before, so it makes sense that you know one benefit is they have a lot of you
0: know extra stuff. Available, um, at the actual brewery. Yeah. I mean, the, the one we're having now, this out of kilter is, it's, I don't want to say a flagship beer, but it is a mainstay for them. Mm-hmm. Like this one will be around a lot, which, and also something I didn't mention was that this beer won the bronze at the, uh, international beer festival for, uh, Irish, Scottish, and English brown ale style. So it's, this is still an international award winning beer for it just being kind of a slightly obscure, Style? So here's a, here's a
1: random question. Yeah. I feel like you're the one most qualified for this potentially is, <laughs> you know, so like another brewery that comes to mind with these kind of accolades would be like Treehouse Brewing Company mm-hmm. with, but with IPAs, yeah. you know, I would think that most of their stuff, they just, everything they make is, you know, long list of you're the best at this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I guess something that I'm curious about is the other brewery that comes to mind for me for stouts that I love yeah that should be getting awards but like i want your thoughts on it is jackie which we talked Jack-E-O's. about last time yeah. so i want to know not to put you on the spot here but how do you think they compare that's a fun um, question
0: so they are both those are these are two of my favorite breweries so yes. it's a little bit difficult but yes. also i mean i love my big barrel aged I'm, house, I'm making obviously. you pick your favorite child All right. So, (laughs) I love them both in different ways. Um, Oh, my God. But Jackios, they have a much larger variety in their stouts, whether it's like their Dark Apparition, Oil of Aphrodite, Black Mm -hmm. Mask, Champion's Ground. Like, they have a significant Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just diversity Mm -hmm. of beer name stouts. What Hop and Frog does that's slightly different is they typically hang out with their base stouts, but then they do things to those stouts to make them different. So, like, they'll... I mean, obviously, both release barrelage variants and things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, most of the stouts you get from Hop and Frog are based on Boris, Doris, Taurus, Chorus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, you'll get some others like Sipping Into Darkness and other things like that. But it's still always based around those. Like if you look at their to-go list, over two thirds of their stouts that they sell in bottles are all just that core set.
1: Interesting. I thought that was a really good answer. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. Like, well, like to be fair,
1: a lot of those IPA breweries that end up like being at the top, I don't know if Treehouse necessarily is this way. Mm-hmm. I think every brewery that hits that level is a little guilty of this. You normally find that one that just really, really works, yeah. and then you're going to go and just yeah. modify that a bit. So I guess I can't, you know, if it ain't broke, don't
0: fix it, right. I guess is the, the moral. Actually, sidetrack story here based sure. on this. So, there was a time in Ohio when beer could not be 12% enough. Wow, that's very much uh, what West Virginia was like that not mm-hmm. long ago. I, mean, I was a student. I'd gone back to school and was actually completing my undergrad. And I'm not going to name the class. I'm not going to name the professor in case whatever. But uh, uh-huh. I, the professor was a very large beer nerd. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to him, I was like... Large hey,
1: as in physically large or...
0: Well, I guess... I- both, but oh, uh, he's, he, he loves his beer. He loved his big stouts. Just in case anybody was confused. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I had mentioned to him, it was the day that the limit was increased to no limit. And Hop and Frog was just coming out with their Taurus, which was going to be the first legally brewed in Ohio beer over 12%. Hmm. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not coming to class this day. I'm going to Hop and Frog. I'm going to go get... Taurus on tap and I'm gonna buy some bottles He's like all right excused absence if you bring me a bottle oh man so I mean like for 13 bucks 14 bucks for a bomber I got an excused absence I just I just I just learned that bill is uh much more hardcore than I am <laughs> I would have never even
1: ever even thought about bringing that up
0: well I mean like he and I have talked beer before he's actually the one I got uh, dark Lord from from the first time oh gotcha so like we've we definitely have a common love especially of the Gigantic stouts. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's, I think we have a good idea of Hop and Frog as a brewery, so I think we need to move on and maybe try a few more of their beers. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to that. Cool. Like I said, we're going to have Bill go and essentially be a Cicerone for us. He, he knows the brewery better than any of uh, the two of us. Obviously, he knows these beers because he he brought them. I, I don't know. Have, have you tried all of these?
0: I The one that we're having now, this out of kilter, is the only one I've had.
1: Oh, this is really exciting. Yeah, man. the
0: other ones that we're having, I've had the basis uh-huh. but not the variant that we're going to be having tonight. So, so, it's a new experience. Oh,
1: this is – so, we're going to get like an authentic beer yeah. review. Off of these. Okay, so let's start off with the We Heavy. Yeah. We Heavy, what is it called? The
0: of Kilter. Out
1: of Kilter. So, yeah. yeah. How would you describe it? Uh, well, I guess this is this is how I like to do it. Yeah. So we already, already said it was like a Scotch Ale, that kind of thing. I used to use an app that for the rating, unlike mm-hmm. Untapped, where mm-hmm. you set a score or whatever out of five, it wanted you to give like a, a five-star rating for, yeah. you know, Mouth, feel, yeah. taste, all that, which I think is overkill. Yeah. The scientist in me likes it, but what I'm interested in is just gut ratings. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. it out of five?
0: Like, out of five, for this one, for me, it's a four. This isn't my favorite style, though really near my favorite style. I'm not a huge fan of wee heavies. Uh-huh. But with that being said, this is one of the better ones that I've had. hmm I do like my higher alcohol content beers, so, I mean, at 8.2%, this is pretty enjoyable. Hmm. I like I love the smell of this beer. That's one of my favorite aspects of it.
1: I appreciate that. I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but I drink scotch, mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite things about scotch is just the the aromatics of it and whatnot. Yeah. So I kind of appreciate
0: that comment. Well, it's interesting sidebar. I'm I currently bartended a wine bar, and I know nothing about wine. So when they were teaching me how to taste. They were like, you have to do the swirl in your glass, then you have to like literally shove your nose in the glass, get a nice taste, like just aroma. And then you taste and spit it out, which is kind of lame. Mm-hmm. But like ever since then, I've been really starting to smell. Because I mean like the smell, as I dropped my phone, oh, the, the smell <laughs> uh, has so much to do with it, with the actual taste as well. But yeah, it's it's a nice beer. Uh, it is available in four packs around Ohio. You'll be able to find that pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: So What do you think?
1: I I really
0: like it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've I've only had a couple different
1: Scotch ales, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I that's that's one other reason why I just ask gut rating. Yeah. Right? Because I don't really have much to compare this to. Yeah. So for me it's just do you like it, do you not like mm-hmm. it out of five. So I agree. I'm I'm sitting at four, four, two, five. Yeah. You know, for somebody that's newer to this kind of style. Not necessarily new. I've had them, like, throughout the time mm-hmm. I've ever drank beer. It's yeah. just don't don't really explore it. So it's
0: very good for that. Yeah. Um, what's the second beer that you brought? Well, let me slug this one down real quick. It was just a little bit. I didn't chug a lot. All right. He downed an <laughs>
1: entire can just now.
0: All right. So this next one is a variant on the Turbo Shandy that I had mentioned previously. Uh, I'll, I'll probably butcher a little bit about this pronunciation, but Añiho Tequila Barrel Aged Satelarita Turbo Shandy.
1: It it smells like a margarita. That's <laughs> what I'm getting. The, the, these are my uh, I don't know smelling notes.
0: <laughs> this this cracks me up. The uh, the actual like the way that they describe it on the can itself. An amazing, refreshing combination of agave fermentation, barrel aging, and fresh citrus, citrus flavors of the Caribbean are captured in this beer. Whether you're floating around in the lakes, the lakes being around Lake Erie because this is Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, in the summer sun, or just wish you were, this beer will be getting the party started. I caramba.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you warned me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was high ABV. Yeah. And what's scary is I, I took a taste while you were um, yeah. give, giving the description. Um, I wanted to experience your description as mm-hmm. you were saying it. Uh, a very interactive uh, <laughs> description. And it it tastes like a, I don't know, it tastes like it should be 4%, and I know it's not, and that's terrifying.
0: <laughs> it's 10.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: Woof. Once again, coming back to the hopping Frog likes to have their high ABVs. But... With that being said, I typically don't like tequila. So That's I, a shame. I had two cans of this gifted to me, mm-hmm. like from two different people, which is funny because everybody knows that, like, that buys me beer for, like, gifts and stuff knows I don't like tequila, but they're buying me a tequila barrel aged beer. Whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. with that being said, this is significantly better than I expected. This uh-huh. is. I
1: love this. Yeah. Because I, I, unlike Bill, Love tequila. So, it's going down really easy. I mm-hmm. mean, the the only downside, because, yeah, it's, uh, this is the Shandy you were talking about <laughs> earlier, is I wish that I could have this flavor last the whole, you know, 85, 90 degrees summer day. Mm-hmm. This would be perfect. Uh, it, yeah. it reminds... Oh, you know what it reminds me of? It's, it reminds me of a uh, Sea Quench. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what this, this tastes... Like, it's not exactly that. I think Sea Quench is a bit more sour. Um, yeah. But it's... If you ever had Sea Quench, that's, that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. But 10%. But 10%. <laughs> <laughs> so we could drink maybe two of these. That's why it's good that we're splitting this
0: right now. But So we don't have to slug it down immediately. Hoppin' Frog does have their Turbo Shandy Day once a year, mm-hmm. where the majority of the beers on tap are various Turbo Shandies. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the original they'll even put it on nitro bourbon barrel aged tequila barrel aged like grapefruit mango habanero
1: see mango habanero that's that sounds up my alley
0: i'll I'll grab some next time i'm back in ohio for oh, you. i
1: would love that yeah cuz i i'm somebody if i go to a mexican restaurant i'll go and drink like a a mango margarita mm-hmm. that's what i want so you throw
0: some spice into that yeah. too that's that's what i'm looking for there was one, I like, I mean, I love these Shandies. Like, these are some of my favorite beers, honestly, of all time. Mm-hmm. But, and I love going to there. I mean, I love their Stouts, so I love the Stouts, but I also love Shandy. So it's it's fun to have these. But they had a, I don't remember what the variant was called, but it was a 16% Shandy. Oh my God, it was dude. it was a really rough experience because it goes down like juice.
1: I mean, that's even more just for perspective. The way that I'm thinking about it is that's even
0: more than Bourbon County brand stout. Yeah, I mean, you're you're beating like worldwide stout in 120 minute from Dogfish Head. Like, yeah, you're you're in like Avery Big Stout territory, like the tweaks and stuff.
1: I guess the other reason I I'm really happy you brought this is just that for Hop and Frog, I've almost exclusively had stouts. Mm-hmm. I mean it was pretty obvious when you were just talking about them like they yeah. they self-identify as a stout brewery kind of thing. So, I do really appreciate the, you know, having the scotch, scotch one and then this is so different from anything yeah. I've
0: ever had from them. So, this is really good. I mean, I I always have a good amount of hop and frog in my fridge at home, so I tried to grab like three very different <laughs> styles of beer so that we can enjoy the spectrum of <laughs> their Like, and I mean, when we were hanging out a couple times ago, I think we opened up uh, an IPA from them. Mm -hmm. They're a New Ohio IPA. Mm -hmm. So they're taking kind of like a New England style. Their IPAs aren't necessarily my favorite, but I mean, they also aren't the ones brewing countless batches of IPAs. Right. Well, I think we'll finish this one up and then Mm -hmm. go check out
1: the other one. Yeah, definitely. So what is the third one that we have? What's the the last one that you brought? It, All right. it looks just. I know this is an audio format, but this is this is like motor oil. Oh, 100%. I mean, it is thick with two cues. I can't even read <laughs> the apoth the black apothecary logo on the glass. It's so
0: dark. Well, this is their Black Friday release from this year. It is a variant of Taurus, so their triple Imperial Stout that they're calling their Black Friday Waffle Breakfast Taurus. So it comes in at 13.8%, uh, the way that they're describing it on their bottle, just because I like their descriptions. Released on Black Friday to pay homage to our head brewer, Lee's Antique Waffle Iron Collection, and to celebrate the Black Friday Waffle Breakfast we've hosted at the brewery at... This beginning of the holiday season, it fills your senses with cooking like at grandma's during the holidays with fresh waffle flavor and aroma from these amazing century-old cast iron waffle irons in action. So, my initial smell yeah. was very roasty. Mm-hmm. It actually
1: reminded me of something like an oatmeal style like Coal Miner's Daughter. Okay, yeah. um, Which the label, what I assumed from the label was mm-hmm. I was... Basically like Canadian breakfast style, yeah. Or there was a beer that I had when I was over in Berlin at the Muted Horn. It actually tasted like a Belgian waffle with, you know, butter and syrup and all that kind of stuff on with coffee. Yeah. Taste-wise, how would you describe it? Really roasty. Very roasty. Yeah. I don't get
0: any... I mean, does it? does it... Like it's... I sipped it about 15, 20 seconds ago, and I still can feel that flavor sitting on my tongue. It's wild how potent it is. This is
1: very roasty. But
0: did you see the ABV? Oh, my Lord.
1: 13.8. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, we're not even going to make it to the apothecary later at this rate. <sighs> yeah. Obviously, this is everybody's thing that they do, right? The release on Black Friday, but I don't know, because you mentioned the... This last bit, right? Mm-hmm. It fills your senses with cooking like at grandma's during the holidays with fresh waffle flavor. I don't,
0: I, I personally agree. get no waffle. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I mean, with that being said, I still enjoy the beer, but I don't get a waffle flavor to it. Yeah, I, I still really
1: like the beer. This is like a bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel, just roasty, yeah. very roasty coffee. Whereas my grandmother has the best waffle maker mm-hmm. I've ever known. And it does not smell like that. Yeah. Still a great beer, though.
0: And actually, like, I... This is funny, because this is a variant of the Taurus, obviously. Mm-hmm. The same time that I purchased this, there was a, another variant mm-hmm. of this. So, it was a maple barrel-aged. I mean, at
1: least... So, you're a man of your word, then. Because you went and even said they just kind of built yeah. off of this branching, you know, this this base bit. So... They even branch off of their branches. Right, exactly.
0: And I mean, and it's all based around the same beer that they're just doing something to, whether it's various barrels or different adjuncts, mm-hmm. but it's all the same beer.
1: Yeah. See, you can trust us. We took a hot take. You all thought that we were just going to give, you know, five out of five good ratings to all these. I actually didn't ask you for—I don't think I asked you for your gut check on the, the Shandy. You did not. Yeah, so what was your gut check on that?
0: Honestly, I— like that more than I did the out of kilter. Like if I were to give Ooh. it like out of like a five, like it'd be pushing like around the four point five range. Wow, for me, which and that's is the guy wild. that doesn't
1: like tequila, remember? right? And it's it's very prominent. Yeah. So, that's but good. it
0: it mellows out with so much flavor. Like the like the lime just punches you in the face too. Yeah, of that one. So, so and
1: then for this one, what's your gut? This rating?
0: one, mm-hmm. honestly, probably a little less than the shandy for me, which is wild because mm-hmm. this this beer. This stout is exactly the typical like MO I have for beer. Like if I see this on tap, like I'm like, Oh yeah, that's exactly what I would give this is what right. I would love the most.
1: My dad would love this.
0: Like it's he He's a friend of the pod. It's official.
1: <laughs> I was right in the first episode. He he's a fan of the stout talk. He would really like this. See, I'm I'm sort of a hypocrite because i I think I also said in the last episode that I wish people would stop doing so many adjuncts, yeah you know, into beers and all that, so technically, I should love this because <laughs> they've you know stripped out a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and I do really like it, but yeah. i think I think there's a psychological bit, right, yeah, where when a beer goes and they put I know nobody can see this. But it's literally, it's a picture of a, a Belgian waffle in a waffle maker. So, I'm expecting a pretty sweet beer, that kind of stuff. And then when it doesn't line up, it messes with you psychologically. I remember one time my parents, there's this guy who owns the Smoker Friendly in Wheeling. And he actually gave them a crowler of a stout yeah. where he went and said, "You can You can have this for free. It's been sitting back there for yeah. a while, so I don't know if it's any good. If it turns out it's good, it's all yours for free, like... Have fun with it. If not, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So they went, and I remember being on the the back deck at my parents' place. They open it up, pour it out, and it looks just like this beer, right? Yeah. Black motor oil, that kind of look. So I went, and I picked it up, and I I take a drink of it, and it tastes like sour apples. What? (laughs) Sour, sour, like Granny Smith green apple. And I just, you know, face cringes, all that, and they're like, oh, like, Is there something wrong with it? I said, well, here's the thing about it, is that if you advertise this as a green apple sour beer, I would love this. It'd be like 4.5 out of 5, you know, gut rating, but because it's supposed to taste like coffee and maple syrup, I'm having a real bad time right now, Mm -hmm. um, because it's, you know...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, because they don't ever say, like, anything about maple, like, on their description. That is a fair point. Which, and I mean, like, I totally, like, expected, like, some of the maple flavor to it, so, like, I mean... This tastes like almost like straight up Taurus to me. And I mean, I love Taurus.
1: I think the reason you're right, so maybe I shouldn't be mean. That said, it does say it fills your senses with cooking like at grandma's during the holidays. And that's really just like coffee right now. You know, I'm expecting, really, I'm actually expecting like roast ham and all those things based (laughs) on that. So potatoes.
0: Like what would fresh waffle flavor be without the syrup? Because whenever we think of like waffle or pancake flavor in like beer, mm-hmm. it's typically like a maple bomb.
1: I will say the funny thing is when I went to Belgium, another you yeah. know beer place to go. When you have a waffle there, uh, an actual Belgian waffle, it normally has like ice cream and chocolate syrup on top. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a dessert thing for them. I wonder if there if we ever get a Belgian listener if they hear Belgian waffle in a beer and have a completely different expectation to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah who knows.
1: Well, I think that's it. So, that's it for this episode. Uh we're currently available through the PodBean website and on Spotify, but we're we're currently in the process of getting onto Apple Podcasts. There's actually a chance that it's already available on that by the time that this comes out, so we'll see. It just takes a bit of time. If there's any other way you'd like to listen to it because I know my dad was actually asking like yeah. if you don't have these services, how can you listen to it? You know, if there's if there's a specific way that you like to Listen to podcasts, just let us know on Facebook, and we'll we'll figure it out.
0: I mean, if something you're interested to is, like, something, like, on YouTube as well, just let us know. We could probably finagle something with that. Sure. Have, like, some nice discussions. Yeah. So, until next time, I'm Brent. And I'm Bill. And we'll
1: see you at the bar if you can make it.